Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Level Up podcast. We are here today with Miss Emma Nayland Weston, and she is a leading career confidence and clarity coach. She is a certified coach, NLP master practice practitioner, ICF member with a degree in global business and marketing. And Emma supports high achieving individuals to quantum leap and reach new heights in their career by ditching the bullshit, gaining clear spot clarity, and building a shapeable confidence for a six-figure career and beyond. Welcome, Miss Emma. Thank you, Amanda. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm so beyond excited. So Emma and I connected recently at the Rich Queen event in West Palm, and we just hit it off. Emma is superwoman, as you just heard. She's the one of all traits. So I was like, we have to have her on to share her story and all of her insights. So, so excited. So, so excited. So excited to be here. I can't wait to dive in. Yeah. So why don't we kick off by starting with your background, your story? How did you get into becoming the entrepreneur that you are with all of the tools and knowledge that you have? Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here. I loved meeting you. As you said, when we met at the Rich Queen event, we hit it off straight away. um, And it's so good to be here on the podcast. So my story is, I guess, kind of traditional, you know, went to university, got my degree, got my first job in sales. um, And that's really kind of where I started my, my, my journey and my career. So got a job in sales, absolutely loved speaking to people. If anyone knows me, or even if you don't know me, I love to speak. My husband always says to me, I could like speak for Britain where I live in the UK. So for me, jumping into sales was so natural, being able to speak to people, being able to have conversations. But like a lot of those jobs, I burn out super, super quickly. And I think what was really interesting is as a first job out of university, you don't have the tools and the infrastructure to understand how to manage day-to-day life. You start getting paid very well, you're you know, socializing a lot more, you're trying to balance your personal life, you're used to being a student, and you suddenly get thrown into this corporate world, which comes with, you know, responsibility, it comes with targets, it's so fun and exciting. But there's this real element of not having the correct tools. And for me, I had a manager who who was lovely, and she was great, but she also didn't have the correct tools to be able to support and manage me. So I really found myself burning out. I was drinking a lot. Um, I was taking a lot of drugs on the weekend, really trying to escape, you know, the chaos that was work, even though I loved it. I really struggled with that element. And when I was 24, I got headhunted by a company in the financial services industry to go and head up a team. And it was little old me, 24 year old, having never managed a team before. But I am the kind of person who if I get given an opportunity, I will say yes. And I will figure out how the fuck to do it later. I will never say no to something because I feel like I don't know how to do it. It was almost like imposter syndrome didn't exist at that point. I didn't really know what it was. I kind of just said yes to things. So at 24, I found myself managing a team of 10 people, sitting in the boardroom, head of a department. And that for me was when that imposter syndrome kicked in. 
It was up until that moment, I had always said, yes, yes, yes. I didn't care what anyone thought about me. But at that moment in time, I really felt out of my depth. And again, I didn't have the tools, the confidence, the clarity, the strategy to know how to manage this team, but also how to manage my own emotions how to manage my own stresses, how to not take on what everyone else was doing. So I really, really found myself at what I call my moment of rock bottom, where I was drinking a lot again, taking a lot of drugs, saying yes to things, no boundaries. Boundaries did not exist in my reality. And it got to a point where I knew something had to change. You know, I was only 24. I'd only been working for a few years. I decided at this point to get sober. Um, it's something that I've been want- that I had been wanting to do for a long time. So just after my 25th birthday, I got sober and I quit my job. I literally quit my job on the spot with no plan. And I took seven months out. I took seven months out to regroup and figure out what I was doing. I got into therapy. I started like doing personal development. I really started jumping into just learning about me, learning about who the adult version of me was. I I feel like I jumped from being a kid into being an adult, being thrown into this, this job so quickly without actually knowing how to kind of bridge that gap. So what then happened was I decided, right, I'm ready to go back into work. And through a string of sales roles. I was managing teams. I, you know, jumped around a lot and really expanded my knowledge with operational side, sales times, um, managing teams, becoming a sales and training manager, and really pulling all of that together. In 2019, I decided again, I wanted to quit my job and go do my own thing. So I decided I'm the kind of person, as I said before, I'll just quit. Like, I'll just quit on the spot, like without a plan. So in 2019, I quit my job and decided to go as a consultant. And I didn't really know what I was doing. I kind of just jumped in. And it was great to start. But then the confidence, the lack of confidence, the lack of knowledge, the lack of strategy, the lack of clarity started pulling back in. So what then happened was after nine months, I went straight back into a corporate role because I didn't have the infrastructure, the strategy, the tools to be able to run a business or to be able to be in this career when things got difficult. So the real red thread that goes through all of this experience was I didn't have the toolbox. I didn't have the confidence to go and do that. So during the pandemic, I decided I wanted to reinvest in myself. I was still working full time at a corporate job and I decided I'm going to get a coach I'm going to get a mentor. I'm going to really invest in myself and understand if I'm struggling with these elements in my career, there will be hundreds and thousands of other people who are also struggling with that. And that's really where it came from during that pandemic. And I know that before this podcast recording, we were talking about actually those moments of being at home allowed me those moments of clarity to move away. And I had so much time to invest in myself, to develop. So I invested in a coach, I invested in a coaching program. And I haven't looked back since then because for me, it was the only job running my own business as a coach that has felt so aligned. And even when it's felt difficult, unlike any of those other jobs, I didn't just want to give up. I didn't just want to throw the towel in. I was willing to do the work. And for me, 
coming full circle at this moment of looking back of when I first started working to where I am now, there are still difficult days in my business. But the difference is I have the confidence, I have the tools, I have the strategy, I have the infrastructure to actually be able to dip into when things get difficult and continue growing. So it really feels like a big kind of full circle moment of jumping straight into sales, then managing teams and now supporting other people in their career to create a career that they absolutely love, where they have the confidence to keep moving forward, to hit six figures and beyond and actually love what they're doing rather than every time things get difficult, just quitting or just saying, staying silent and not having the tools to deal with it. So that's kind of my background in a few minutes. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. I just learned so much more about you, which is <laughs> <laughs> no, there's so many points that I want to touch on, but the the first point is like your strength and everything that you've overcome throughout your whole entire journey. And you just decided that this isn't going to be my reality. Mm. Even when everything got hard, you were like, yeah, it's hard. I'm going to quit or take a step back, or I'm going to take some time off to kind of almost date myself, right? Yeah. Let's get to know who I am. What do I want to do? But you chose to keep moving forward rather than choosing to continue to sit and play the victim. Like that is such strength and is actually absolutely why you are where you are today. Um, so I had to like recognize and applaud you for that. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. Your whole entire journey. Um, but, and you really touched on this confidence piece, which I wanted to to dive into a little bit more as I think mostly women, right. Are, we're constantly growing and evolving and needing to work on our confidence. And I think in every area of our life, whether it's business, whether it's weight loss, whether it's relationships, how we feel about ourselves affects everything, everything. So can you talk a little bit about what were some things that you worked on? Like, how did you become confident? Like how, how, what was the process behind building your confidence? It's a really interesting question because if you asked anyone I went to school with from the age of four, if you look at my report cards, all of them said, Emma is so loud and confident. And on the surface, I seemed really confident. I was loud. I would talk a lot. But then I would go home and overthink everything I said. I would go home and overthink everything I said. Did I share too much? Why did I say this? Do, does this person like me? And for one of the big things that I always talk about in my journey, it's probably one of the reasons why I drank and partied so much and probably why I didn't stop because my reputation used to be the party girl. At university, if you wanted to go out, you would call me and I'd be up for a party anytime, any hour, any day. And that for me really became my personality and my persona. So I think naturally no one thought I was lacking confidence, which is a really interesting one when you don't seem that you lack confidence, but on the inside you're crippled with the feelings because that's always a difficult one to shift from because people will presume that you feel a certain way that you are confident when actually you aren't. And I think there's a really big like misunderstanding that just because you seem confident, it doesn't actually mean that you are inside. So one of the really big things, and I love just how you put that, Amanda, with like, I had to learn to date myself. Mm -hmm. I had to learn the things about myself 
that I absolutely loved. And I had to look at the things that I didn't love so much. And I had to understand why I didn't love them. Was it because I didn't love them? Or was it because society had taught me that I shouldn't love that part of me? And again, you go back to my school report cards and I know that so many entrepreneurial successful women say this. It was always, she's too loud. She would be better if she applied herself. And now I'm like, yeah, I am fucking loud. And I was taught for so long that that's not a strength. I was taught for so long that it's a weakness. Don't be too loud. No one likes you if you're too loud. Don't be a show off. No one likes a show off. Whereas now, you know, it took me a long time to understand I'm not showing off. I'm fucking proud of what I've done. I'm not being loud. I'm confident because I know who the fuck I am. And for me, one of the really big things was going back. And as I said before, NLP, neuro-linguistic programming is what I do with a lot of my clients, is going back and rewiring that belief system and understanding where that belief system comes from, why we're holding on to that and replacing that with something that's actually valuable and useful. Because all of these thoughts I had about myself were not useful and were just pulling me down all of the time. And I think there was a lot of inner work that needed to be done with like my inner child and understanding it's okay to be fucking loud. It's okay to be seen. It's not showing off. And that, yes, there will be people that don't like that. But as long as you like that, that's all that matters. And that took a lot of time, a lot of work, which is why one of the big things I focus on with my clients before we even figure out what their next career move, before we even get clarity on where they're going is that confidence piece to actually go and take action. Oh, fire, absolute fire. Because even in my journey of when I finally stepped into loving myself, stepping into my confidence Mm. and all of the healing, that's when my business took off. Yeah. Because that's when I was in my power and I didn't give a fuck about what anybody else thought. Anyone else thinks, yeah. What they were doing. So confidence is such a big piece of your journey. And Mm. like you, I back, but mine started with fitness and I was a bikini competitor and I was doing it for all of the wrong reasons, but you know, society thinking being in the fitness industry, I had to look a certain way. And if I looked a certain way, then I would be successful. Like people would want to, right. That was the headspace that I was in. And People thought like I'm walking on stage in a tiny bikini and I'm posing and I'm like putting myself out there that I was so confident and I was so happy, but I was absolutely miserable. And that was the worst, darkest place of my life. Confidence was the last thing was very insecure. Right. But it wasn't until me hitting rock bottom, both physically and mentally, that I also had to do that inner work and NLP and tapping was like the two biggest pieces of mm. my inner work because recognizing like, where is this coming from, right? Why, why am I trying to achieve this physique and why is it tied to success, right? What am I doing this for? I'm killing myself for what reason, right? For society, for everybody yeah. else, but me. And I lost who I was completely. Like I used to be like you growing up, like loud and fun and like the sports girl and same thing. If she would apply herself or actually try, like maybe, <laughs> maybe she'd do something with her life. If yeah, they could only right? see us now, hey? <laughs> exactly. So uh, it's just, it's interesting, but learning then why everything from our childhood and everything, even growing up and into college and getting myself in the fitness industry, 
really recognizing why my brain was wired the way that it was. And I was like, oh, that's why I feel, or that's why I'm acting this way. So when I could recognize it, I was like, I got some work to do, mm-hmm. right? That At that moment and doing the NLP and tapping was a big one for me as well, was really what helped me continue to step into to my confidence. And I dated myself. Yeah. And it's interesting what you said around that society piece, because a lot of the clients that I deal with, both who are in corporate roles and also those who are running their own business, a lot of wanting specific titles or wanting to hit six figures or seven figures in their business. When we really get to the root cause of why they want to do that, most of the time it's not for themselves. It's to show other people, hey, I have this title. And for me, it was exactly the same. At age 24, when I had a head of department title and I was sitting in a boardroom with all these other men who were in their 40s and 50s, I thought, this is it. I've reached it. I've reached the peak. But behind, like, if you open the boot of the car, it was a nightmare. It was an absolute nightmare. Everything was crashing down. I felt anxious every day. I felt stressed every day. You know, I was drinking a lot. I didn't know where I was going, but on the surface, it looked great. And I know that there were other team members in there who were like, you have it all. It looks amazing. I was in a loving relationship who I'm now, you know, married to my husband, same relationship, which is crazy considering he's seen all of these elements and all of as- all of these aspects of me. But I think what's really interesting is most people, regardless of job, regardless of gender, regardless of salary, so many people go after something because it's been ingrained in their head, either by parents or society or friends or universities or whatever it is, that that's what the pinnacle of success looks like. And until you've reached that point, you are not going to feel that element of success. And that could not be further from the truth because the reality is, unless you have the inner confidence and the inner love and the understanding for yourself, you could be having the best titles in the world. You could be making a million dollars a year, but you are still going to feel the same feelings if you haven't done that inner work and got yourself to a certain point. Yeah, that is huge. Well, why do we see so many successful like millionaires or whatever? They're not happy or they're overdosing. They're, you know, we see this all the time in the media for this reason, right? And I think yeah. it's very easy to fall into, and I, I can do this often. Obviously we want more, like being a high achieving woman, like we want more results. Yeah. We, we want more and and growing and, you know, things, we want the big things to keep moving, right? But it's also so important to bring things back and yeah. enjoy the journey, right? Be present, which can be very challenging, but like leaning into just enjoy today. That is the one of the hardest pieces for me. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's so difficult, exactly as you said, especially when you're someone who's constantly striving for more and for the next thing. And again, I really look back on why I started my business. And yes, as I think we've spoken about this, and yes, obviously you can make great money being a businesswoman. And I think that when women make money, there is nothing that makes me happier than seeing incredible women making so much money or being in these high powered jobs or being in the boardroom where all the men are and they're the only women. For me, that's that's why I started doing what I do. 
But there's also the element of understanding of why I'm doing what I do. For me, one of the reasons I wanted to start my own business is I cannot listen to authority to save my life. For me, authority is like the worst thing that I love for you. Like, yeah, me too. Same. Authority <laughs> for me is the worst thing. It always has been. Again, if you look back at my school report cards, it's Emma doesn't listen. You know, Emma doesn't do this. Emma doesn't like being told what to do. And that hasn't changed even into my 30s. Mm. And I wanted the flexibility of being able to say, hey, I want to travel this year. You know, I've traveled to, I think I've been on 14 different trips in 2023. And for me, that was such a big, big value of mine is having flexibility and having freedom. And that doesn't just mean financial freedom. It means physical freedom. If I have to be chained to a desk working 24 hours a day in my own business, that's not freedom. That is not freedom. And this is where... Again, looking back when I went freelance and consulting in 2019, I didn't have the infrastructure, the strategy, the understanding. So I was working 24 hours a day, earning less money than I was in a corporate job because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Whereas now I can set my days up to have a day off, to travel, to move around, and nothing changes because I have it set up in a way that works for my lifestyle rather than the other way around. And that's such a big piece is really going back to the values, the understanding. Why do you want to make six figures? Why do you want this title? What do you actually want away from what society expects from you or what you think you want? Why the fuck do you want that? And then once you have that understanding, you can then work towards it. Because if not, Trying to work towards a goal that you think you should be working towards is difficult, it's painful, it takes time, it's misaligned, and it's not fun. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that way, but you have to do the inner work, whether you're starting a business career, whatever it is, you have to do the inner work to be able to get to those places that you want to get to so that you can level up and move. Yes, the the key word there was like freedom. For me, I had to re like realize early on, like, cause I was striving for like the 5k months, the 10k mm. months. And like, that was my goal. And if I hit that, then financially, maybe I'll feel a little more free. Right. Same thing with weight loss. Like if I achieve 20 pounds or if I'm on stage in a tiny bikini, like then I'll be successful. Then I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. And I was hitting these milestones. Like I'll never forget. I hit my first 10k month and I was like, oh, great. But like nothing changed. And it was like, I resonate so much with that. Yeah. So I actually stepped away from in that moment of obviously healing from a lot of the weight loss piece mm -hmm. and finally like stepping into, I wanted food freedom. Like I mm -hmm. thought that the flexible dieting approach, the losing a bunch of weight, having the life of being a fitness model essentially meant that because I would see these people on social media that they were going out to eat. They were living their best lives and they look great. So I thought that when I achieved that body, like that was the life I was going to get. So I was working my ass off and restricting and doing the most ridiculous things to achieve this dream body. But my life didn't look like any of that. And what I had to recognize was I wanted the experiences. I wanted the feelings that I thought were going to come when achieving that dream body. And same thing with business. I wanted to travel. I wanted to work from wherever I wanted. I didn't want any authority. And I wanted not necessarily a financial goal. Like, well, yes, we all want more money. But what I craved was the the, the freedom. Yes. 
it's so interesting when you talk about that 10k month because I think back to my first 10k month and I think it was I want to say it was January it was January last year so it was Jan no January 2022 so January 2022 I hit my first 10k month and like you said, I'd put this 10K month on a pedestal. Like if I hit 10K, and this is pounds, this is 10,000 pounds. So what, $13,000 for argument's sake. I thought that like this magical kingdom would come where like everything would change. Mm -hmm. And I hit that and I was so burnt out. <laughs> I remember I was so exhausted. I turned to my husband and I was like, if this is what 10K months are, I don't want to fuck with this. Like I do not want 10K months. If I look like this, if I feel like this, if I'm working like this, because again, I, you know, I started my business in August of 2021, hit my first 10K in January of 2022. So it was a pretty quick, pretty quick, but a lot of it was throwing shit at the wall and seeing what stuck. Mm -hmm. It was no strategy, no mindset. I hadn't done, I'd done some of the work, but again, as we know, every time you level up, there are new challenges that come our way. And it's really interesting because I thought at the beginning of my journey, once I healed myself and did the inner work, I would never have to do any personal development again. And my gosh, I could not have been more wrong. I yeah. still get imposter syndrome sometimes. I still struggle with that piece. You know, when you get to that new level, when you reach new heights in your business, when you get asked to do new things, when you sign your big new client, those things still come up and you have to be doing the work again and again. And I remember with that 10K month, I said, this is not what I want. And I remember I turned to a friend of mine. I said, I don't think I want to do this business anymore because I've never been so tired I've never been so exhausted. I've never been so anxious. And that's when I really, again, had to look inwards and say, if you want to be doing the 10, 15, 20K months, if you want to be running, running a six-figure business, it's going to be challenging. You've gone through these challenges before, but you're going to have to keep leveling up and doing the work and be okay with the challenges that are coming and be comfortable with being really fucking uncomfortable. And that for me is where everything changed. It's like, okay, I can be uncomfortable, but I'm okay with being uncomfortable. I want to be pushed out of my limit. And I'm okay with that because I feel safe and I've done the work. And in my body, I know what I'm doing. Does it make it easier? No, but it makes it feel slightly safer. And I know that I will get to the other side, but it sometimes feels like an uphill battle. But the 10K months that way, I will never want to hit a 10K month or a 20K month like that again. Never, ever, ever, ever. Yeah. I'd rather not hit one again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I can relate. And I think being a business owner and entrepreneur, like for me, it's like a mirror of everything that you need to work on. It was like, oh, so you need to work on everything here. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. It basically holds up everything you do with every single client mm -hmm. and every single opportunity and every single call and whatever it is that you're doing. It's basically a big fat fucking mirror in front of you being like, hey, you didn't know about this thing that you needed to work on, but like, here is something else that you need to go work on. Yep. But it's cool because we now have the understanding of nothing is wrong with me. I'm not broken. There's just something that's come up that I didn't know existed. Cool. Let me go and work on that. And then when the next thing comes up, I just continue working. I think for so long, so many of us, including myself, didn't want to work on myself. You know, I've been going to therapy since I was like 13 and I always saw it as such a negative. I was so shamed. I was so ashamed because I thought I was broken. I thought by going to therapy, people are going to think I'm broken and I'm crazy and I'm incapable. 
And actually now I'm so proud that I go to therapy. I'm so proud I have a coach. I'm so proud to be a coach because there's nothing broken about anyone. A lot of us just want more and we need that support from someone else who has the tools, who has the strategy that can guide us to get to that next level when it feels tough. And in those moments where maybe we'd want to turn around, but actually we have that person next to us and we have the toolbox and the strategy to keep fucking moving, even when it feels really difficult. Oh, yes, I am. I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't have coaches. I have coaches in every area of my life. I have a spiritual yeah. coach who's like pretty much a, a counselor, if you will, a therapist. Um, And like you, like I was off, I was a little ashamed at first. Like I was mm. like, mm, cause like there, there was such a, a stigma around like, yeah. on like mental health or, or therapy and, or something's wrong with you. You don't have, to have anything wrong with you to, to go to therapy. Like, so it was, I would not be where I am today to get through the challenges, the life events. If mm-hmm. I didn't have these coaches to help push and guide me through, like it just, you don't need to have a coach. You, I'm not saying that, but I think in order to grow and to get to the next levels, yeah. it'll get there faster. I always have a coach for me. I always, and again, I think it's really easy for me to say this. And I mean, this, you know, it's such a privilege to be able to invest and afford coaching. But for me, it is absolutely something that I make a priority and I always have and always will make it as a priority. And for me, one of the biggest things was, you know, when I stopped drinking and partying and going out, I knew that the money, the time, the energy that I'd saved I could invest that into other areas of my life. And, you know, I always say this to my friends and to my husband, you know, I will always invest like thousands and thousands into a coach, always. But you will also not find me going out and spending thousands and thousands on things that I don't find add value to my life. And this may be a big shock to some people, but I don't like shopping, for example. Like, I do not like shopping. I don't find it fun. I don't find it enjoyable. Like, I like going to buy big one-off items that are like I can invest in, that feel good, that like spice up an outfit, but you'll never find me online shop. I just, it just doesn't give to me. However, get me a badass coach in front of me that aligns with me that I know can shift everything in my business. I have no problem dropping a few thousand pounds on that. And it's such an interesting, yeah, it's such an interesting way because it gives me so much more. And for some people it is shopping. For some people it is doing that. For me, my two big things are travel and investing in myself. Those are the two big things for me. And so you need to find If you know that a coach could take you to that next level, have a look at areas of your life and think, actually, how can I prioritize this over the other things that I'm spending money on? How can I prioritize, even if it's a a small group coaching program, even if it's a free membership you're joining, it's not about the money, it's about the time and the energy that you are putting in to actually committing and going, I want to make a difference in my life. Where the fuck do I start? Yep, a hundred percent. It is life-changing. It is truly life-changing. So I would love for you to talk a little bit about anything or any struggle. Was there an event, whether it's in your life, whether it was in your business that you had to kind of overcome in your journey that has gotten you to who you are today? It's a great question. I think it's interesting. When I think about struggles, I think there's been probably a few kind of big ones. I think as I said before, the first one for me was the, the the getting sober. You know, I got sober at 25. I've been sober next month for 
seven years. So yeah, I'm nearly, I'm 32 in a week. So nearly seven years I've been sober. Um, And that for me was a real big turning point in my life, as I said before, because that's who I had become. I was the partier, I was the drinker, I was the one that was always up for a good time. And for me, it was not just stopping drinking, it was a whole shift of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It was a whole shift of this persona I had built that I had to change. You know, my whole friendship group changed. The people I used to go out and party with and take drugs with and stay out for three days on end, that completely changed. The way I showed up, I was, you know, going to social events where before I would have been so confident because I would have been drinking. I had to start going to social events as this awkward, I had no idea what to talk about, small talk person. And that was so unlike me. So I really felt like that for me was a moment where I had to rebuild. And like, I'm so thankful that I did get sober. For me, it was the biggest getting into recovery, getting sober is the one thing I owe my whole life to. Like my life would be completely different. And that really had a knock on effect to like the next big thing, which was what do I wanna do with my life? And I really reached this crossroad. And I think those two, getting sober and figuring out my career really, really go hand in hand. Because before when I was drinking and using and partying, that was my escape. And I would come to work, do the work, do like whatever I needed to do. I was still high achieving at work. I was still doing everything I needed to do. But those two really came hand in hand where I got sober, stopped drinking, changed my whole life. And I thought, I fucking hate my job. <laughs> like for me, I really realized I hated my job and I hated what I was doing. So that moment of understanding how my career looked and what I wanted to do, again, with those societal pressures of, well, you should do this and you have a degree in this and this is what you need to do. And for me, it really took me a few years until I figured out what I wanted to do. I had to go through a lot of crappy jobs, a few rounds of burnout, which if you've um, struggled with burnout is not fun. Mm -hmm. And for me, those two moments really go hand in hand, the stopping of the drinking and figuring out the career part. But what I think both of those have in common is I had to be willing to make change and I had to be willing to be uncomfortable. And there are so many people who I see and I speak to time and time again, who want to have the big change, but are not willing to be uncomfortable. And if we could all figure out how to make big change and not be comfortable, I would be a billionaire right? Because no one wants to, it's like, if you could find out how people could lose weight or scale a coaching business or fitness business without doing the work, we'd be billionaires. Oh yeah. Because so many people aren't willing to do the work because it's uncomfortable, because it's difficult, because there's, you know, there's elements of an uphill battle, there's risk involved. Mm -hmm. I think for me, one of the things that I really had to do in both of these situations was look at, okay, but when it does pay off, what it what what could that look like? What is the worst thing? And then what is the worst thing that can happen? Yeah. You know, I've never met someone in my seven years of sobriety that has said, oh my God, I wish I hadn't stopped drinking. Never. Right. And nor have I met someone who started a business, had a successful business and went, I really wish I hadn't done that. And most of the time when I meet people who have started a business that hasn't worked out, Again, a lot of the time they say, you know what? I learned so much about myself. Mm -hmm. 
And for me, that real big element was feeling the fear and fucking doing it, fucking doing it anyway. And I wish I could say there's like a magic pill that you could take where everything gets to be easy. And it's not. I think it's really easy to look at coaches online, to look at people online who have successful businesses or who are in you know high performing careers to go, well, you find it really easy. They actually don't look at the grind, the work, the burnout, the tears, you know, the long days they look at those end results. So I think for me, those two moments quite closely together were really challenging. But I just had to go head first because I knew I had no other option. I had to make it work. Oh, that's amazing. You changed your reality by deciding what you wanted. And that takes strength. And is just, again, why you are where you are today, which is just absolutely amazing. It's that level of discomfort that so many of us are not willing to go to. Mm -hmm. So many of us are not willing to feel uncomfortable because it is uncomfortable. And yet one thing I realized, so many people are uncomfortable in their roles, in their jobs, in their careers, but they're happy to stay at that uncomfortable because at least they know what that uncomfortable feels like. They don't like it, but they know what it is. Whereas the new uncomfortable, they don't know what that is. So they're like, fuck no, why would I change? I'm uncomfortable now, but I could be more uncomfortable. Yes, but you could be a hell of a lot more comfortable if you just take that risk. Absolutely, absolutely. And you have, allowing fear to hold you back or to sabotage you, whether like a lot of it's mind games, right? I think today everyone finds it. Everything, everything. Just sabotage ourselves. Well, what if this happens? What if this happens? Or to your point, looking at other people in the industry that are maybe crushing it. And we think, well, it's easy for them or or like we play the victim, right? Mm -hmm. If you're ever in a victim mentality, well, putting blame on, well, she's this, well, she's this, well, she's this, like you're never going to get anywhere rather than staying in your lane, believing in your fucking self building the confidence and staying in your power to keep showing up, that's when the magic happens. Rather than looking and comparing at other people for where they're at, like that doesn't do you any good. And I love, that's why the in-person event was so fire because- oh, we It was whole- amazing. I keep thinking I want to go back. Every day I'm like, can we go back again? Can we go do this? I know, I know, which was, I'll be honest, I was so nervous going. I didn't know a soul. I didn't know anyone going, but- I knew that like everybody was a female entrepreneur, a business owner, mm-hmm. and at, at all kinds of different levels, like multimillionaires to just starting out. And we all go through the same struggle. Yeah. And it was like, wow, like, let's fucking go. Like, we're all struggling. We all have fear. We all have insecurities that we're just continuing to work on, but we're willing to put ourselves in the room to level the mm-hmm. fuck up. You, you said it there, it's putting yourself in the room of being uncomfortable, you know, going to an event, you know, you came from New York over to West Palm Beach on your own, booked a hotel room, came to an event. I obviously came from London. A friend of mine invited me. I didn't know anyone either. I had no idea about the person who was hosting the event. I was very new to her world. And, you know, I got a taxi from Miami for two hours each way. Like it was a big time financial everything, energy investment. But there was not one part of me that was, this isn't the right thing. I knew that the minute I walked into that room, the minute I saw the people who were attending, I was like, let's fucking go. Because it's so easy, as you said, to compare yourself to what everyone's doing. And again, going back to what we're taught, 
and this is my opinion on it we're taught when we're younger that jealousy is really bad we're taught that we, we're taught that you shouldn't be jealous of that person but what i've now realized is when i see someone that triggers the shit out of me i'm okay with going wow i'm a little jealous of what she's got because i know that that's what i want Mm-hmm. I know that that's what I want. But again, we're taught as children, don't be jealous. Don't do this. There's enough to go. Yes, there is enough to go around and you can be a millionaire and I can be a millionaire. Everyone can. But the reality is if you are seeing someone doing something, you have two options. You can either go, they find it easy. They don't know what it's like to struggle. Lucky them. Their husband must be rich. They must be doing this. Or you can go, fuck, I really fucking want that. I'm really jealous of her. Let's fucking go and get that. Mm-hmm. And so it's deciding which one you want. Both of them will take you to two completely different places. You can sit in the victim mentality and say, poor me, poor me, poor me. Or you can level the fuck up, move on with it and decide, actually, that is what I want. And I'm not going to fucking stop until I get it. And I always sit in that energy. For me, one of the things I learned super early on in my journey was no victim mentality here. None whatsoever. I can't. Because as soon as I get into that, I spiral. I need to stay high vibe energy. I know what I'm doing. It's fucking difficult. I know who I am, but we're going to keep moving one foot in front of the other. And as long as we're not going backwards, we're absolutely fine. Absolutely. And that's, again, a choice and your mindset. And that comes from building your confidence, which is exactly what you do. It's exactly what I do. And because if you're not confident in who you are, who the fuck you are and who you want to be, then you will spiral. That is when you sink into that victim mentality, right? So we've got to practice. I say practice because this shit is work that you need to do every single day. I still work on growing my confidence every single day. And I'll be honest, there are days where I don't feel as confident. Like, it's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. There are days where, yeah, there are days where I'll show up and I'll be like, this feels way difficult. This feels way more difficult than it felt yesterday. Why? Nothing has changed. But it's about, as you said, continuing to go, cool, I'm going to look inwards and I'm going to understand where that is coming from and how I get out of that quickly and get out and move on. Exactly. Exactly. Having the tools and the knowledge to recognize, okay, I might be spiraling. Let's, yeah. let's stop that shit. <laughs> and let's- Where's this coming from? But yes. again, as you said as well, it's understanding where where is that coming from? Where is that? And often what I find just before you're about to hit a big goal, or something's about to change or something new's coming, we get that dip. We get that feeling because we're leveling up. And in every single level, comes new challenges and comes new imposter syndrome and lack of confidence because we're getting to that new level. And if you're not continuing to move that and continuing to do the inner work, and for me, that's such a key piece is this work never fucking stops. This work does not stop. And the minute you stop doing the work on yourself is the minute you are going to stop growing. Absolutely. So it's not a, you sign up for one coaching program, you do 12 weeks of confident works and you move on your way. This shit is every single day. And once you open the doors of Narnia, as I say, you can't unsee it. You have to keep going. You can't unsee it. So it's if you are jumping into this world of growth and personal development and looking to take it to the next level, be ready that you are going to hit like the most unimaginable things, but you are also going to have to continue doing that work. It doesn't just happen overnight. You do one thing and everything changes. You have to continue growing and growing and growing. And that's the beauty of it. There is no ceiling. You get to keep going as long as you keep doing the work. Mm -hmm. 
the whole concept of actually enjoying the process. Yeah. Which is, it is hard. Enjoying it for what it is and taking every single day and taking the wins from every single day. I know this sounds like such a simple thing, but I journal every single day and I've been really bad towards the end of last year, but I, my husband, I've said to him, you need to keep me accountable every single night. I need to be journaling. And I've looked back even at the last four days of the year so far. And it's really cool to, to read where my head was at the end of the night and see what's been going on. And I know that there are going to, you know, I'm not going to lie 2024. There is a lot of change happening. There's a lot of change in my personal life, a lot of change in my business, a lot of really exciting stuff. But of course that brings up challenges. And I would never sit here and say 2024, nothing's going to go wrong because it will. But as I said, I've got two choices. I either sit in the victim mentality and go, this is really difficult. This is really hard. This is really challenging. Or I go, actually, these are all the incredible things I get to do. Let's continue going and let's continue doing the work on myself. Yes, I love it. Such a powerful headspace, which changes everything. So it does. Um, And when everything changes, everything changes and you have to be ready for that change. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Emma, this is amazing. I would love, is there anything else that you feel called to share that you're currently working on business-wise that you want to drop before we wrap things up? So I think one of the biggest things, it's really easy nowadays, and I'm sure you've seen this as well, to get wrapped up into needing to do this or needing to start a business or needing to quit your job or having to go for this. One of the things that I always want to share with people is you have to get clarity on what you want. You have to be so super aligned to what you want before you start doing things. Because I see it time and time again where clients come to me and say, I wanna quit my job and start a business, cool. And we get to the underneath of it and actually they don't. There's a thought process of, I wanna do this because. So one of my biggest, my biggest pieces of information for you is if you are at a point where you know you want to make change in your career, you know, starting a business, whatever the fuck it is, really get crystal clear on why you are doing something in your career before you go do it. Go online. There are so many free resources. I've got some great downloads about confidence, about building it, about what to do. There are so many free podcasts, YouTube videos, whatever it is. Take the time to take a step back before you leap in. Take some time to step back, know who you are, think about what you want before you make this big jump in to actually making these huge changes. Because I really want you to think about, is this for you or is this for someone else? That for me would be like the biggest thing that I would wanna share is like, is it for you or is it for someone else? And continue asking yourself that question until you get to the answer that is actually, I want to do this for me and no one else. Oh, mic drop. <laughs> was so- mic drop, we're done. <laughs> that was so, so powerful. So powerful. So Amazing. Well, Miss Emma, where can everybody find you and connect with you the best? So Instagram is the best place to connect with me. My Instagram handle is at Emma Naylor Weston. So feel free to drop me a follow, send me a DM. Um, If there's anything that's come up on this podcast that you want to ask a little bit more about, feel free. My DMs are always open. 
Amazing. And I'll make sure to tag all your information in the show notes below. So thank you so much for your time, for coming on and sharing all of the good nuggets, this whole entire podcast. This is amazing. I appreciate your time. And thank you so much for having me. And we will see you all uh, next time on the Level Up podcast.